Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for listening to the hashtag Create Your Earth Life podcast with your host, myself, Janessa Staples. And today I have a guest. His name is Kevin Prentice. We went to high school together. We are friends. And he is going to be sharing some knowledge and educating. The world right now is changing. And since George Floyd has been killed, I have realized that I have been very ignorant of how the world has been and how the world is. Um, I have not, I didn't realize how privileged I was. I didn't realize that there really is so much racism and that people, uh, black people, people of color, people that are not white, um, are suffering in this kind of way and it has been really eye-opening and I'm realizing that I need to educate myself and I need to educate my son and take steps to really support black people and people of color because black lives matter. So Kevin has said that um, he is willing to answer some of my ignorant questions and I'm hoping that other people will get some insight um, as well because I've noticed a lot of people that I follow online and stuff are I think are feeling the same way I am not realizing that they did not have the knowledge um, that they really need to have that they have not been educated enough on it on this subject. So it's really awesome that Kevin's going to come on. He's going to give us some information. And also we're going to talk about his music, which is super exciting. And you should definitely check it out. He will tell you where to find it at the end of the podcast. I hope you enjoy. All right. Our recording. (laughs) All right. Do you want to introduce yourself? Absolutely. My name is uh, Kevin Prentice. I am originally from St. Thomas, U.S. Virgin Islands, um, raised in the South, and now I, I live in Maine. I've been in Maine for a while, and um, yeah, that's uh, that's really who I am, an artist uh, of all kinds, music mainly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Awesome. What kind of music is all right? I asked, um, what kind of music you like to tell everyone oh. that you make right create yeah create whatever you want to say (laughs) it all gets uh gets out there one way or another um yeah definitely around the the soul the soul um lo-fi hip-hop genre um i collaborate with a couple of people there's like a collective of people that i work with um often in uh, wave pool records is the name of the label if you guys have a chance and we do have a website we have the whole nine um and then i operate under uh kev coast when i when I do do that, no spaces, just K E V C O A S T. <laughs> okay, awesome. Alrighty, so today we're gonna be talking about everything that is going on in the world right now. Um, what has happened with George Floyd and how things are changing in the world, um, and what you are thinking, um, your thoughts, your information, whatever you would like to share. Um, and we have gone over questions together. Um, so the first one is, and this one actually, I'm not sure we went over. Um, we kind of did. We kind of yeah. touched base on it. Yeah. Um, so 
Yeah. So we went to high school together. What was it like? How did you feel then compared to now? Um, is there a difference from like what's going on in the world now to how it was in high school and how you felt? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a loaded one. So high school, high school was cool because we had the Navy base. So we had a lot of diversity in a not so diverse town, I guess. Brunswick was, um, it was cool like that. I was able to feel parts of the South or just being at home by the community that was there. And I always felt real safe and at home in Brunswick. Um, and nothing's really changed from then. Um, I mean, we're older, we're wiser. We definitely can speak up for ourselves more because we are adults, um, you know. So we're, we're doing things on our own, like going to the supermarket and um, our parents aren't speaking for us anymore. So I guess the difference now is it's just more of a a frontline battle, <laughs> I guess, um, or observations, because you know it's it, it's obvious. Not a lot of people know how to hide it because a lot of people um, don't realize what they're doing. <laughs> right, right. So this is a good time for people to get educated. Yeah, and just to you know listen. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All righty. Um, so after hearing about George Floyd, how were you feeling? What were your thoughts? Um, this was deep. Uh, I gotta be honest, man. It was just another heavy sigh, um, a weighing emotion, especially to, to learn, um, that it took some time. <laughs> it wasn't an, you know, an officer, acting irrationally and just shooting someone nine times because they thought something, you know, they had something. It was literally them um, applying their body pressure onto someone, four people, you know. And so it was disheartening. It was really hurt, um, just like the whole world, you know, fed up, tired. It was just one of those days uh, that everything came at once. So it was it was a tough day for sure. Yeah. After hearing this, um, did you have new feelings, new beliefs, new fears, or did you feel the same as before hearing about George? I felt the same as before. I mean, as we spoke earlier, um, I, in the South, everything's very active. And we, uh, like I said, we're very militant, right? I come from a very, like, you know, ready to go, ready to rumble family, I guess, uh, especially in the background in the South, um, being around a lot of gang culture and just, um, I don't know, you see what's happening in Atlanta right now and um, how all of them are mobilizing and, you know, working with the police and actually um, seeing significant change. Um, so being there in that time was just kind of like night and day. But um, I felt the same. I felt the same as I always have, um, and, and as all the people have felt, you know, enraged, fed up. Um, the same beliefs, same fears, I guess. Yeah. So really, just more, just added on, <laughs> add more weight to it is how how I felt. Yeah. Okay. And do you think every human can? What What do you think every human can do to make a change? Um, help people open their eyes and realize racism racism is not okay people of color are treated differently and we all need to put an effort to make a serious shift um hmm. 
what every human can do to make a change. Empathy. Just share and and listen and really just care about another human life. Um, I think that's the biggest thing. I, I'm all for changing the system. I'm absolutely, I back that. Um, I'm all for showing up at the polls, voting, um, changing the system internally. But I also just think that it is a basic human decency, you know, show empathy for somebody else. If if you wouldn't rough up, you know, your son's friend that he goes to school with and that, you know, he hangs out with, why would you rough up somebody else's kid? You know what I mean? And then it's not always at home where it's like, would you rough, would you treat your own kid like that? It's not always like that. It's, it's you know, your community, would you treat your son's friend like that? Would you treat your your neighbor that you've known from a long time, his friend like that, and just having that empathy? So I think that's what everyone can do immediately, is just to care enough to listen, to understand, and be um, present for what we're trying to do, and what, which is literally just live. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Is it okay if I ask if you think... Um that if everyone had empathy and everyone was able like work towards that educated themselves and connected like do you think the end result would be like uniting being able to that's pretty much what the goal is right yeah and it's not to say that like everyone needs to be um soft on one another like still you know rough house still take care of your community and stuff but it's just like it's just like tattletaling, you know, it's, can you work this out with this kid? Are you having a discrepancy? Like, did he take your, your shovel? Cause you know, you wanted to make a sandcastle. Can you wait till he's done and to get it back? Or can you, you know, share it with him when you're done? Maybe it's, it's, it's that it's as simple as that. But, um, I think that people think that it's going to be too soft, you know, um, and they, they, they take it to a whole nother level. I just think if people all had empathy, we would understand where someone is coming from and hold everyone to an equal standard, you know, get a psychological eva- evaluation, um, see what his background was like, you know, what was his relationship with his mother and father like, like take it to extra level and like do a full diagnosis instead of just like he had some problems. So let's slap mental health on there. <laughs> so uh, I just think that, yeah, empathy would illustrate a lot more things it would lead to discussion research and fact you know um how are his levels you know maybe his dad incited something in him and he needs you know clinical help let's actually try and help him and get rehabilitated you know all those things but yeah i think empathy would would invoke that change um, for people to to really show up for one another their communities you know beyond that everyone okay can you explain the difference between all lives matter and black lives matter? Some people believe that all lives matter is a way to say every human matters, but in this instance, it's not about every human. It's about the people that are being treated unfairly, the people that are in fear of their lives, the people that are not being protected. And right now it's black people. Um, is this correct? Can you elaborate? Uh, yeah. So um, <laughs> there's been so many references I've seen recently, like the, firefighters putting out all the houses that aren't on fire uh what is the other one i saw oh there was a a comedian who said it i gotta i gotta remember who he was he said saying all lives matter is like your 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 wife saying honey do you love me and you're like honey i love all the women (laughs) (laughs) 
it's the same it's the exact same thing it's it's all lives do and are supposed to matter all women are supposed to matter be treated equally etc however that is your wife these are my people our lives should matter it's just like saying you know oh women should be in the kitchen that old saying that matters to that lady i should not be there i should be wherever i want to be I could be the the breadwinner in the household. I could not be. I can choose whatever I want to be. However, that's the same narrative. Like it's all of those things. Some are some are choosing just not to see it that way. All lives matter is a way to say um, that we subtly are dismissing your lives just to say that we're all you know we're all in this together. This the coronavirus thing. We're all in this together. Um, to subtly say that, but we're saying that our lives matter also, that we are being senselessly, um, we're just constantly facing injustice. We're constantly facing murder. Um, just people being slaughtered for the teachings of the police force, the anger of the police force, the prejudice, the, the, the bias, and the straight up just plain racism. It's saying that we're being killed and no one's batting an eye. But if a little kid in a suburban neighborhood was run down, even by his neighbor, another white man, he would, it would be a big deal. But however, you know, if a man can kneel on someone on camera and die, and someone says, well, they said he had a fake counterfeit bill, like you died for a fake counterfeit bill. And they even proved that it wasn't fake. <laughs> so he died for nothing. An assumption that you could have just said, hey, you had a fake counterfeit bill. Do you have more? Or did you possibly get it because uh, you bought something and they gave you change? Where did they? Where did you get that bill from? That, that would have been done. Simple, plain and simple. It's saying that they took it to the extreme and that no one is caring about that our lives are being taken. Black Lives Matter means our lives matter also. It's not about that anyone's lives matters less. It's saying that you guys need to care about us too. We're citizens. We have the rights to be here. Uh, we all, you know, it, it's, it's beyond that. We shouldn't even have to say all of, all of this. We're citizens, but it's saying Black Lives Matter. Also, um, you should care about us being killed sensibly and how we're not getting justice and how um, we're just constantly being oppressed. Everyone, you know. So that's that's what Black Lives Matter means. All lives matter. Uh, yes, we uh, all lives do matter. Um, right now, Black lives need to matter. Okay. Thank you so much for answering that. I know that was, uh, for me, I, like now that I'm learning and educating myself, um, I, that's when I realized like I was pretty ignorant on all of this. Um, so I've been learning about it and I obviously understand now because you've explained it to me and I've, I've seen the same memes that you've seen about, you know, the houses on fire. I hadn't seen the one about uh, the wives or girlfriends or whatever. Yeah, but um, it was uh, one of my actually my roommate sent it to me. She sent it to me on uh, Instagram. I'll, I'll forward it to you. Yeah. He's just yeah. Stand up comedian. And uh, he's just kind of going on about obviously the different points today. And then he goes to the uh, Black Lives and All Lives Matter comparison. And he gives a couple of them. But I remembered the the wife one the best because it was funny to me so <laughs> yeah well thank you I appreciate you uh, yeah. explaining that yeah. what are your thoughts on the protests going on um I'm for them I mean we need to create change and you know luckily we got that change today we got second degree murder and the other uh four cops are um charged 
uh, it's a start. However, you know, it's the same as if I killed someone and my two friends are with me. You're accessory to murder. It should be the same charge. Um, but again, you know, we're making we're we're starting to get changed. So I'm absolutely behind the protest. Everyone can protest. I mean, we have Trump rallies, whatever you call them, rallies, protests, they're the same thing. You want your voice to be heard about a stance that you're taking, which is fine. Um, and so uh, I'm behind the protest. Absolutely. On both sides, you know, everyone has the freedom of speech and it should always be that way. Um, there shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't just let the, the rallies go on and um, not that we shouldn't. I'm saying like the rallies go on and it's not fair that people are saying, oh, run down the protesters when, you know, I was driving up here in Bangor and uh, what was it, one or two Sundays ago and they were having a huge rally about coronavirus, you know, and saying, you know, free us, like honk, honk to set us free, like and people were in the road in a busy intersection in Bangor and there was no talk of that. It was just, hey, these guys are obstructing, you know, the police. Um, come come take care of this. Put them on the sides. Just let them peaceful protest. But they just can't block an intersection. But now, you know, it's it's night and day because now it's like, oh, what if I get caught? And it's like, run them down. We're, at least in Maine, I'm not going to speak for anywhere else because I'm not on the ground there. But in Maine, the protests that I've gone to, we, we've been escorted by the police to the police station, to the parks across the street from the police stations everywhere. And our organizers, we've said what we need to say. We've said, we've stated, made our point for multiple days on end, and we've left. Some of the people that have stayed after have uh, mixed the agenda or changed the agenda to their own personal. Um, and that's selfish. And I can't speak on that um, fully because I haven't been to all the ones in Maine, but I've been monitoring and it sees that that is what the narrative changed. And that's the only thing people want to report on is. Um, some of the delinquents that are taking advantage of the situation. So and before the protests, 100 percent, I just uh, I think people need to be well informed before we're just out there kind of yelling about what's what's real and what's not. Absolutely. What do you think about the rioting that um, is being said is happening at the protests? What are your thoughts on it? I know you said that happens usually later or um, at the end. Well, I mean- it starts peaceful always. And, you know, I don't know if the media is covering this because, uh, you know, the revolution won't be televised. We're getting all of our information from social media, you know, and that's that's where the real news is happening because it's unbiased and people are really speaking their truth. So it's it's raw. So um, I'm behind the, the riots as well. And as much as, you know, anyone listening to this, I hope you, you know, you're listening to learn because that's what we need right now is to... Um, learn from the black people just be quiet and listen to us you guys need to listen and to understand us and to get gain knowledge on our suffering and our pain um but yeah i'm behind the rioting um and anyone that says otherwise look around the world right now china is rioting for injustice the uk the middle east uh there's riot the whole world is on fire right here literally <laughs> metaphorically like um they're rioting for change because there's injustice happening and I just don't see how it is so domestic and close to home that you're choosing to ignore it, but you can comment on how China is having riots. You can comment on how uh, the Middle East is having riots and say, oh, you know, we live in the land of the free. Glad that's not happening here. But like, no, we're not under dictatorship. We're, we have freedom, just like, you know, 50 plus other uh, nations. It's like you're choosing to ignore the injustice and all we're asking for is to be treated equal um and literally just to you know live um so i'm, I'm behind the writing 
a lot of riots have helped change history. Um, our the protests five years ago when we had the riots and stuff for uh, uh, what is it? For the gay community, for equal rights for uh, the gay community, there were riot there were riots and all the same things. And I just think it's very hypocritical to not think about that trying to evoke change. You know, this whole country was built on riots to for people to change that. We they came here as much as they raped and pillaged to land. Because they were trying to get away from what they were doing in the UK, and then they just made it even more like that, like the same thing. Simply, they they mirrored it, did the same thing. Slaves in the whole nine. So, um, but yeah, we rioted for change. People riot for change all the time. We're doing it right now. The entire world is encased in it right now. So I'm behind the rioting too. Okay. And the last question I have for this topic, because we are going to talk about your music. Oh, absolutely. Um, coming up, which I'm excited about. Um, the last one is a quote by Candace Owens, who is a black female conservative. And this is what she posted on her IG. And I've read this to you, but I'm going to read it to you again. Yeah. She said, I genuinely do not understand how it is possible that there are black people falling for this crap again. I have literally spent the last three years warning black people that just ahead of an election cycle, the media drums up the race narrative covering exclusively black versus white stories to make black people believe in our own oppression so that we vote for the Democratic politicians that fiend sympathy. Every four years, without fail, right on time, I could actually set an alarm clock for exactly when the coverage begins and exactly when the coverage will end. The moment the last ballot is counted on, November 3rd, I just don't understand how it's possible that people do not yet realize that the people to blame for race issues in the country are the journalists. It absolutely disgusts me that so many people are this easily brainwashed. You got people on the left and right acting like fools, falling for this absurd narrative that is designed to make us fight with one another. Never do these program bots pause and consider just why journalists obsessively cover race issues for a few months and then magically disappear for three years until it's time to start drumming it up again. Black Lives Matter virtually vanished the day after Trump was elected. Now that they've back in full swing again, funded by the same white liberal billionaires. I am being honest when I say that we are never going to break the chains of mental enslavement and advance and be respected in this society if we do not start thinking of ourselves and stop allowing the media to treat us like emotional silly putty. Research the data. The race narrative makes entirely no sense statistically. It is democratic crap funded madness black america wake up enlighten yourselves do not be owned by a mainstream media agenda what are your thoughts on her saying this um she definitely has a lot of truth to what she's saying um i and yeah there's there's always an agenda no matter no matter what um and there's always you know the purity of how it started and what people actually wanted it to be originally that some people many still uphold um the movement and the association with like all the all the votes and the ballots yeah i absolutely think that they use it to manipulate us in the polls however i don't all just think that it's a hoax you know it's it's true you know the black and brown people are being targeted and we're losing our lives and they're covering it now probably to drum it up in the polls to to make us you know definitely feel some emotional way um in order to 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 get our vote, gain our vote, uh, et cetera. I, like I said, I do think she's right on multiple points. Um, but I just think that it's just being televised more and covered more to, in order to do that. I don't think that this is 
not even I don't think it's it's not a fake thing. You know, people are dying. We're being unjustly uh, slaughtered. Uh, we're not getting any justice because literally <laughs> you can't convict a cop uh between being unionized the, the judges that need them to testify so they might feel some type of way for not convicting them um etc they're pretty much like co-workers so um it's tough to really get the justice that we need it's deeper than just you know fighting in the streets or even at the polls sometimes um so yeah, there's some truth to what she says. Um, I don't agree with it all. And that's the whole, that's the beautiful thing about having conversation. You know, we can talk it out and then disagree or come to an agreement um, or even learn from one another. So, yeah, I mean, that's a that's a powerful stance that she has. And she seemed that, like she seeped in it for more than 15 minutes, which is the recommended time for tea. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's powerful. I don't agree with all of it. But, yeah, she she definitely has some some points there. Yeah, absolutely. I was listening to her have a um, debate and she had some very interesting points. She was saying, I would have to send it to you. I don't want to quote everything she said because I don't have it written down. But she was saying something off the base of either in California or parts of California where like 75% of um black children like they cannot and they're supposed to, like at the age of when they should be able to read they were like illiterate and she was making a lot of points on how black people have been targeted and they weren't like almost not even realizing it and whatnot like basically talking more about brainwashing mm-hmm. um i did share it on my instagram and i can send it to you because it was very interesting i think she comes from a very interesting standpoint because i when i read that i was like i never it's just another thing that i had not thought about or oh, yeah, had man. an I- idea about and all that stuff i mean ptsd is real i mean some most of the doctors and things uh that figured that out were black you know what i mean i mean we we yeah it's it, it goes deeper than that you know what we watched as kids to what we ate you know they there's a couple of videos again we're just we'll continue to talk and share information but there's a couple of videos that i've watched that they were saying that um, we're going to militarize the food that they eat, you know, and everyone on WIC and government funded food that, you know, you can only buy certain foods if you use like food stamps and stuff like that. Um, you know, that food is obviously trash. Uh, it's processed. It's, it's uh, you know, just up to the yin yang and just fake and falsified garbage that you're just pumping into your body. Not to say that, you know, fast food's any different, but, um, you know, they can militarize the food and kill people that way with all these cancers and um other things so it's just it goes deeper people just think it's like oh we're we're being killed it's like yeah we've been targeted from since birth you know um yeah kidnapped kidnapped, uh yeah abducted (laughs) used as slaves fought for rights as a human um i guess as well as fighting for rights uh in the the original colonies or the united states getting them and still being denied them, you know, and then all trying to be just plain and simply accepted into society, society, even though there's so much appropriation and um, just the like, everything feeds off of the black community. So it's just, it's, uh, it's uncanny to see that a lot of people aren't standing with us and helping us fight for this like systematic change. And, um, you know, 
to basic human right. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And would it be okay to ask you um, to talk about, because I know when we talked last time, a couple days ago, um, you did say that you experienced, of course, during the pandemic, it's a little different because you're inside a lot. But when you are out in the community, when the pandemic was not going on, you said you experienced racism almost every day or every day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people are like, oh, no way, you know, and again, I hope when you're listening, you're, you're here to understand and to take in, um, from the looks that we get from just, you know, being black, we're obviously noticeably different when we walk in, our hair is different, our color is different, our swag is different, (laughs) 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 but you got to understand it's like, it it goes to everything, to clutching your purse, to double making sure you locked your car because we're walking by it to get to the store, um, to even just, you know, I walked out of the store one day and someone smelled uh, marijuana. And this was earlier days uh, before marijuana was legal in Maine. And someone was, you know, still against it, not knowing that it can help cure a lot of things and it's useful. <laughs> um, was like, oh, it's probably coming from the black person. And like, that's racist. And people are like, oh, no, he, he, you know, that's a stereotype. That's racist. And people are like, that's not racist. And they'll defend it. And it's like, there's subtle racism. There's blatant racism. That is blatant racism. Um, and there's different types. And people just don't understand. I was like, yeah, you experience that every day. Like, when I drive for DoorDash, even, the last place I delivered yesterday was a uh, a trailer with four, truck, four trucks long. On, and all of them had uh, Trump 2020 flags hanging out the back and yes everyone's like that's not a symbol of racism however our president is racist and as much as you want is to deny it um it is it is fact and we can all change and do better but um so you know that was a little uncomfortable dropping that last meal off but it's uh you know they do everything well to social distance when you when you drop off food but it's like you know we're at work we have to separate those indifferences as human beings you know he's looking for food and bringing it to him he's providing a service like you know just like police are supposed to provide a service etc so um you know we're all humans and i shouldn't judge and i didn't judge however it was definitely a preemptive um uncomfortableness <laughs> so um but yeah I, I guess that's just how that that's where i'm at on that <laughs> okay and is there anything else you would like to share, like to talk about on this topic? Um, I would just say for the people that have, you know, thankfully continued to listen to this far, let's be clear, we're fighting for change, systematic oppression, um, black lives to matter to everyone. Um, people are being killed, men, women, you know, brothers, sisters, etc. And we're trying to change that. We're people, we're humans that don't understand how we... Um, are so divided on if people's lives matter, um, it's simply just stop killing us. You know, it, it's it's plain and simple and it's clear. And every time you de- you deny it, you're, that's just another case of proving us right. Um, so for I guess, um, thanks for listening. And I would definitely say listen to us. Listen to us to understand. Don't listen to answer. Um, sit with us and converse with us. Have empathy and and really experience what we we go through. Um, Some of you are experiencing that when you go to the protests. I don't know how far this podcast will go, but um, some of you guys are experiencing that when you go to the protests, how the police are treating you, you know, when you're continuously out there in big cities, small cities, wherever, um, that pushback, you know, which starts riots, but that's a whole nother conversation. 
Um, but sit and listen with us. Understand, uh, try and understand what we have gone through and what we continue to go through every day. Understand that, you know, the empathy that I wanted to invoke on, you know, cops and everyone in general is the same with us. Have empathy and understand that um, ancestral rage is real. Ancestral depression, like, we harbor all of that from our ancestors because we, we're constantly being treated like them and we fought for freedom and civil rights and yet we're still fighting to for it to this day just to be considered not even a citizen of the U.S. because we are citizens, just humans of this land. Um, so I would say just listen to us. Be a absolute student. Um, nothing you say can be right. You have to learn, you know. So I would say um, you're not... If you're not black, you can never understand how we feel. Please don't ever think that you can, you know, and it's the same thing. I can never understand how a white person feels, but uh, um, we've been through a lot over the past 400 plus years, 500 plus years. I mean, it doesn't just, they don't just think this up and go, okay, we're gonna go grab the slaves. You have to plot and go do that. You know what I mean? So 500 plus years, um, listen to us, understand with us, empathize and actually like, understand take the time to understand and if you don't continue to ask questions we can't help you understand it but you need to come to an understanding and just like listen to us and so i guess that's what that's my uh you know beating a dead horse that's my message you know just listen to your black black and brown sisters empathize with us understand where we're coming from you know read the psychology books read all of that stuff understand with us read our history um all of that okay Thank you. And I love that you say, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just saying absolutely. That's it. <laughs> okay. And I love that you say read the psychology books because I I don't know if people always understand like talking about um, ancestral trauma basically being passed down to us. But if you think about it in a way of like, you know, you know, things are passed down to us from our grandparents and our parents and it's the same as our ancestors too just like you know medical things uh psychological things trauma like emotions all of it is passed down to us so we really have to educate on i think or this is what i'm trying to do is educate on what what has happened what um black people have gone through and then realize like it it has been passed down and there's been so much suffering do you is that correct yeah yeah it's a like like i said uh, midnight gospel watch it on netflix um i recommend it to you there's the episode that says that uh, you know it's uh it's a a spoken tradition and um the 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 episode talks about a spoken magic how you learn magic essentially but um he brings up the bible and he says you know in the bible it says in the beginning uh god was the word and the word was god and he said that's a spoken that's a spoken tradition that's passed down you know christianity has been passed down as much as those words of uh hope and um you know beliefs can be passed down that that's the spoken tradition just like we were talking about with uh you know, your parents, you know, if they grew up with abusive parents, that rubs off on you. And, you know, you have to correct that within them and then yourself for you to ever heal from that and not do it to your children. Um, And we had that conversation and it's the same thing. Um, You got to go to the root and correct it. And so we're going to the root and we're trying to correct it so we can live peacefully and we can actually try and heal without also being targeted, um, profiled, you know, all of that. Okay. Thank you so much. And now do you want to talk about your music? Are you ready to talk about music? 
Yeah, absolutely. We can just yeah. let's just to something a little bit lighter. <laughs> yeah, of course. Okay. So tell me everything and anything. I've listened to a few of your songs. I listened to um Illusion, which I really, 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 really like. That's what it's called, Illusion, right? Yeah. Or Illusions. Is it with an S or just one. Just Illusion. Okay. And <laughs> then what is your newest one? Because I listened to it, I forget the name of it. Uh so I put out an EP called uh Forever Energy. Um and that has just been like a two-year running epiphany I had one day with Marshall um, about just transcending transcending time because energy is never destroyed. It's just constantly uh, recre- renewed, you know, and, and transferred and renewed. Um, so we were having a conversation one night and I was talking about how I wanted, you know, the Childish Gambino song, he says, I don't want to see an error, an era. I want to live forever um, just means he wants to transcend his time. And so forever energy is just that, you know, make sure that whatever you create in your life, whatever it be, whether it be your um, your name, you know, your sons and your daughters can carry on your name and your legacy of a business or whatever, uh, of being a great speaker, et cetera, like the king, uh, like Dr. King. Um, or, you know, if you create music or do anything, like make sure that it can transcend ages, you know, like timeless music, like we still listen to, you know, um, Tony Bennett and all of those people. So just make sure that whatever you create, that you put your love and passion into it and that you can transcend. So, yeah, we, we came up with Forever Energy, five-track EP, and I don't know. It was it was something magical to create and get all that, like, emotion out. It was a, it was a cool journey. I love that. And you said it took two years, or you said it was a two-year epiphany? Uh, it was. It took two years to to finish all the songs and to really just like lay everything down. Um, there was a lot that I needed to grow on as an artist, as far as like uh, cadence, delivery, how I wanted to be perceived as an artist, as well as like what sound I wanted to create. So, um, you know, we took a hiatus to figure all that out, and then you know we put that all that hard work into one project, and now uh, we're moving on to the next couple. <laughs> Okay, I have a question that might be stupid, but oh. <laughs> what does EP mean? So it's like a episodical uh, program. So it's like, a, I don't know if program is the right set, but it's a, pretty much like an episode. It's a, a short play album, um, like 30 minutes or less, I think it's defined as. Um, so it's just like a short, because like an LP uh, long play album is, I think, an hour and above or 45 minutes and above or something like that um so yeah that's okay one shorter so one's like, yeah one's like usually three to f- five songs and the other one is i don't know maybe nine plus ten plus okay i did not know that yeah. at all <laughs> the, it's like ep is like episodical something hold on let me, let's just look it up yeah um do 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 Extended play, sorry. I thought it was episodical, so it's extended play. Um, and LP is just a long play. <laughs> Simpler than we thought. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So when did you start making music? Oh, man, long, long time ago. Uh, so I wrote poetry a lot when I was a younger kid, and then I actually started making music seriously with uh, EJ, with Ellis. Uh, when we went to Brunswick, I met him, like, freshman year. So, like, what was that? 
Oh yeah, because I transferred to Brunswick. Yeah, so oh six. So yeah, um, so I started. I transferred my like poetry into raps with EJ, into hip hop with EJ, into just music um, around like two thousand and six, two thousand seven, and then yeah, just since then, just continued to learn and grow, and finally doing it full time. And so that's super awesome for me. <laughs> so that is awesome. What did you write um, poems about? uh like really everything I think I was just like that philosophical young kid because that's just how my mind works like I, I look up to a lot of people like Lao Tzu Edgar Allen you know all the historical writers um so I think I was just emulating what they wrote just being very raw and real about emotion so from girl troubles <laughs> to uh, I guess money and other stuff at that time you know I would have been looking for a car and all that stuff so and probably just you know pondering life so I, I don't, I have like books and books filled, you know, these books, like I just bought this new one um, and I've already started just destroying it. But uh, I don't know where all of those are, but I have b- books and books filled with those of just, uh, I don't know, life and how I was feeling at the, t- at the moment. Mm-hmm. That would be cool if you found them. I know I just found some journals um, from like six years ago or four years ago or something. And it is so interesting to see what you write about then and then like how you write now or how you feel then and how you feel now. It is uh, really cool. (laughs) Yeah. Or not. Some of it I was like, oh, I still have these same like questions about life. Like all my journals are just like me questioning everything in life. And some of them, I I read them and I'm like, oh, like I know some of these answers. And some of them, I'm like, I still don't know this. And now I want to know. And <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, we're so, it's a long journey life, you know. And uh, well, hopefully we get to experience it long enough. But um, life will definitely take us down some roads and, you know, we'll hopefully get all the answers before it's our time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So what is your goal for your music? Um, To just, you know, relate with with people you know uh i'm always chilling and i always think of myself as well as wherever i stay as a safe haven so i want to just party with people in a safe haven you know when when i perform i want people to come out and feel comfortable and you know rap some real you know sing some real hip-hop some real songs uh as well as turn the fuck up and just have a good time and just be with your people you know and um so i think it's really just to make people feel something um and evoke thought as well um I know when I get real, I, I do some of my spoken word throughout um, interludes on, on my music. And so I, I definitely wish to really challenge thought processes as well um, as just, you know, feeling good and vibing music. But yeah, that, that's the real goal. Um, I don't necessarily want to be Justin Bieber big, but um, it'd be dope to be like Absol or like Big Crit, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Right in the middle, you know, those heavy hitters. Yeah, that's so awesome. It's so nice. Such a nice goal. Very positive. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't want to be away from my family for too long. You know, I I definitely um, have a lot of pride being around my friends and stuff. Now, hopefully I can take them with me. But, uh, you know, I've, I've seen the, the music life and the tour life and stuff like that. And it's it's long. <laughs> But, you know, it's a commitment and, you know, you fight for it and it's, it's rewarding. So I also love it, too. So I just want to make sure that everyone can grow and, you know, be comfortable in our living situations as well as just rock out. And a lot of people dig my music. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. 
And where can people find your music? Where they where where can they go to listen to it? Um, so I'm everywhere right now. Um, I'm from Tidal, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music. Uh, I think I'm also on Amazon too. Um, Google Play. So it's just Kev Coast, K-E-V-C-O-A-S-T, all one word. Uh, Forever Energy is the title of the most recent EP. Um, all my music's on YouTube. It's everywhere. Um, you know, Kev Coast, the same thing on Instagram, just with two T's on Instagram. Um, that's where you can find all my music. We try to keep uh, keep it funneling through. Uh, you can also follow my engineer, Marshall uh, Westlake Manual, or Marshall Manual Music, sorry, is his tag um, on Instagram. He's my engineer, my good friend, my producer. Uh, everything I do goes through him. Um, all the beats that you hear are his. Um, he masters all of my stuff. The lyrics are mine. We, we work collaboratively on lyrics as well. Uh, and that's the team, Wavepool Records, you know. Okay. Awesome. Did you want to say anything else about music or talk about anything else? We have gone into 40 minutes. I'm shocked because last time you and I talked, we talked for two and a half hours. <laughs> Off the record, we we can relax and, you know, really elaborate as friends as people trying to grab knowledge um as well as people trying to learn from each other so you know we can be more not that we aren't relaxed right now but <laughs> you know we can we can shoot this shit and um elongate it a bit yeah are you saying do you want to stop recording is that what you just said oh no no, no. Saying? oh sorry <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying like when we talk off the record we okay. can be, you know we can take two hours yeah yeah no i get that yeah well that's good I like that. It was nice. It was a great conversation. So Absolutely. We gotta continue to grow and learn from each other. Yeah. So do you wanna talk about anything else or are we wrapping it up? I think we're wrapping it up. I mean we, we do have some new music on the way. Uh continue to fight the good fight, you know, for racial equality, for, you know, systematic change and to stop oppression. Um, listen to your black brothers and sisters, um, and really you know, know why you're fighting and just be an ally to help. Uh, don't try and take the steering wheel because it's not your, um, it's not your place to steer. However, you know, you can definitely get in the car and help. You know, push the buttons to launch the missiles and shit. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, that's really it. Uh, definitely continue to support us. Um, new music is obviously always coming, especially in times like these. We'll try to keep them just as vibey as they are conscious. Um, and just just turn up, you know, to get away from that as well. So, um, you know, all things good. Just love, love your brothers and sisters. Love that neighbor, you know, and just be, just don't be racist. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Well, thank you so much for doing this podcast. We've been trying to plan this for a while, talk about music. Um, and it was really awesome for you to educate and answer some questions. And I think it's going to be really helpful. So I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for having me um, and being open to conversation. That's the biggest first step for white people. You know, uh, if you're unaware, just talk to your friends if you have one or read up. There's literally so many links and stuff, you know, um, but I'm glad that you reached out to me and that we had this relationship where you felt comfortable enough um, to reach out for me for information as well as to be a part of the uh, channel to inform more people. So thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. I am going to be in touch. Absolutely. I'm here. Okay. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Much love. Bye. Much love. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the hashtag create your earth life podcast. I highly suggest finding Kevin on Instagram and following him. And I also highly suggest checking out his music. And if you have any questions for me, please feel free to find me on Instagram. My handle is evolving period writer period Janessa, J-E-N-A-S-A. And most importantly, please share this podcast. I think this podcast has a lot of great information that can help people understand, become educated um, on the topic of Black Lives Matter and can help people progress forward and unite and hopefully make a positive change in the world um, and in people's perspectives. And with that being said... Until next time.